You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. Hey, that's right. We're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Rota Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening from the Pillow Palace 3.0, it is Will the Thrill Greenwood. What's up, Will? Pumped up tonight. Welcome back, everybody. This is now Deep Voice Will. Ready to talk about rookies and other things. We're very uncut, unedited, uncensored. This is like our stretch of the season, Will. We're going to get more serious next couple of weeks. We're going to do our, our industry fantasy Joes post-combine Superflex mock draft. We're going to talk about that next week. So we're going to start to get more serious. But I was at a conference last week. You, you were out of the country, just got back. So we're just got going like, this is kind of like on the couch. This is kind of like on the couch with Ryan and Will. On the couch with Will and Ryan. And we're just off the cuff. No oh, show yeah. notes. Flying blind. And, and, you know, you would just work with your ideals and what you really believe about these rookies and what you think they can do. What do you think they can perform? What do they do well? That's not focusing on what they can't do. And some of these rookies can do a lot of things. Uh, you know, I, I'm embarrassed because I sent you a message after Jonathan Taylor, after his 40 time, and you're like, Ryan, like, this is not a surprise. Like, he is super athletic, super fast. We knew he was going to run fast going in. Um, but for, And I, I guess I knew he was going to have a good time, but... I don't know. I guess I had kind of bought into the narrative before the combine that you, you know, he was kind of slipping down. He he didn't have the ability to catch the ball like the guys ahead of him, like DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins, and um, uh, you know, and even Cam Akers not. was going to pass him. And, and what's that? And he still might not be able to catch the ball as well. Those guys. No, but I think he can. I, I think I. I I, I think that um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, after that, I sent you a message like Jonathan Taylor's my, my number one overall. <laughs> and, and I think I'm back to Deandre Swift, but, but man, Taylor is, is intriguing. And, and um, it's going to be fun to see where he goes. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm still heavily team Taylor. And I think I've actually moved up Taylor potentially. And I would say it depends on team build, but I, I don't know. Unless you're you're in a really big rebuild and you really want to take the the high the the bigger what I assume I, I honestly believe is risk, and of course draft capital will change everything. Which is funny, Ryan. Which I was gonna make a joke about. We're doing the in between combine NFL draft uh, rookie mock draft that without factoring in one of the biggest uh, predictors of NFL success. <laughs> uh, it's fun to go through and talk about. It's more of a conversation piece. And you just get people's thoughts about them. And, you, you know, you really learn about passions and what people have seen. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to taking any of the, the top two. I'm only going to go two. Uh, I'm going to move Dobbins, Dobbins out of it. I'm just going to go Taylor or Swift. I wouldn't be opposed to taking both of those guys before the two, before any quarterback in a super flex rookie draft, depending on your scoring. Right. And it's so funny that you mentioned that that we, because there's nothing to talk about between now and the draft, right? We're just going to talk about what well, we all the know. combat results, right? All the combat results. Right, right. But, but what I mean is like, I looked back at that, that industry, you know, rookie mock draft that we did. And we're, it's, a, it's a bunch of really smart people. And if you look at the list, I won't name names. Um, but like Rodney Anderson went in the first round, for example. Remember him from Oklahoma? Like, there's just so much we but don't know, right? Back. Again, it's like his third torn knee. He's come back strong twice. The third time's a charm. <laughs> Might should be even more than that. I don't know. But poor Rodney. 
Right. So there, there are going to be guys that we're talking about now as first round picks probably, but once the NFL draft happens, they're, they're just going to, that's not going to, that's not going to be reality anymore. So um, it, it's, it, you're right. It, it is interesting that the, the big piece of information we need to know, which is where they're taking in the draft. We don't have that yet. And one thing though, I have a, like, it's a kind of a qualm with the setup of this year's combine it's just the weird times that people ran their three cone drills this year. I guess like super late at night. Oh yeah, super late. A lot of disorganization in this year's combine, and and, and god darn it, this is such a hard, hard thing to analyze and predict. And we're wrong all the time, you know. And we like to chat about it. That's why we're the Joes. Is we just like to discuss and give opinions and, and and what we see. And we bring on people who are smarter than we are to give really hard, you know, more hard takes uh, and opinions. But if the combine needed one more thing, it wasn't more variables. Like, come on, <laughs> we don't need more variance in, in trying to predict this. And when you mess up schedules and like, I've even heard, what was it on like one of the bench presses, like other people missed their bench press and they, they just call up the next person early. They're not warmed up. They're not ready to go. Uh, the three cone drills, some of them were done like 10 right. at night. Like, come right. on. It's, why, why do we need more of this? And, it, it, and now, like, players are, are going to have to rely more on their pro day and with, with those kind of times and what we're actually going to get for metrics and what they can do. But the, the thing that just kills me is why make the combine less objective? Like, why, why, why add another subjectivity to it just for primetime TV, which I'm pretty sure nobody watched? I'd be very curious about the ratings of, of this year versus the weekend. Uh, I, I, I wasn't able to catch most of it, and it wasn't necessarily, like, spread out very well. Uh, in my opinion, for trying to consume it. So that's, uh, this, the, 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 the first take is that just the combine wasn't very fun for me in particular. And if it was for you and I'm wrong, uh, let me know. I, I want to know how to watch it better next year. Can you get like alerts on your phone when a certain player is about to run their 40, you know, or like go through a drill? Maybe if they paired it with like an app where you can just tune in real quick yeah. and watch it on your phone, that could be, that could be super fun. Uh, but making players more stressed in an already extremely stressful environment. These guys are just kids anyway. It's going to add more variance. And so, again, Ryan, as we, as we go in between our, our combine and an NFL draft, rookie mock draft, I think we're gonna, this could be an even more high-variance year compared to years past when we see uh, how, that all, how that all comes out. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. It's interesting you say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I didn't watch any of the combine because of my schedule mainly because i was i was at this library conference and you know it's one of the things you get up early and they were getting late. weird then then even when you get home late you got to record a podcast um so um all, all kidding aside there it was hilarious i know um <laughs> clyde edwards so, hilarious <laughs> oh zing cut it out my friend <laughs> but the the ratings that are out the ratings are out and they only ticked up a little bit so according to Sports Business Journal, NFL Network only saw a 3% increase in ratings from previous years when the combine took place in the middle of the day. So that's less than a quarter of what the XFL did in week four, okay? And it's rough of what, roughly half of what Major League Soccer averaged on their 2020 opening weekend. So you're right, it wasn't a big hit. It, 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 it's kind of like when... That with the college football championship, the semifinals, they moved it to New Year's Eve. You know, they're like, oh, this is perfect. People say, I'm going to watch it. Well, guess what? No one said, I'm going to watch it because we got plans on New Year's Eve. We're doing things. We're going out, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't the big hit that the NFL thought it would be. And maybe it will gather steam. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And it just, it just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I watched more before when it was, I guess I didn't watch more before, but I was more engaged when it was during the day. Cause even if I couldn't watch during the day, you know, I DVR'd it. Um, you know, like later on you can look at Twitter and I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. It, it was yeah. a little bit disappointing. Well, and like too, uh, <laughs> uh, poor, like, uh, like analytical models based, you know, heavily on what have been predictors in the past. Now that you have uh, potentially, I feel like one of the slowest three cone years of all time. I haven't actually researched that heavily yet, but it feels like there's been a lot, analytics. Like, there's no but, doubt, uh, about it, but I just, yeah. I just kind of feel that, uh, but like, no, cause they, they're running them so late at night. So now we're adding in uh, another data set to what we're going to use for the future. And again, we're just adding more, more variants to one of the already highest variants analytical models you can have like we're this isn't like projecting uh the amount of traffic flow in a downtown area where you, you know you can you could create a pretty good predictive analytical model for that this is now uh, uh just another variable into everything like how is the combine being affected and we used to use this as a pretty objective standard and now that there's more there's so much more narrative street now to this year's combine than i feel like there has been years past and now people are just not doing it uh, you know, like, like T Higgins and Tyler Johnson are just like, nah, like why, like why risk this? If I'm not going to test out overly athletic anyway, why would I risk being worse than what I'm going to be? And so it, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out moving forward and, and how players treat the combine. Yeah. For, for it's fun. Sure. I mean, it's fun in that sense. I mean, I, I love the, the variance factor because that just allows us to talk more about players and what we really think they're going to do. And it also just gives me excuses to love somebody more that's going to perform poorly in the NFL. I think this year you might be right. And you're referring of course to AJ Dillon, right? Oh, my boy. He came I, in, he came in shorter, which I think is actually a good thing. Uh, still just as heavy, uh, still just as explosive, still just as fast. And I think he ran his three cone drill at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm kidding, but he. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he, had a, he had a pretty 30. slow. I mean, relatively slow three cone, but wasn't Dalvin Cooks like seven four seven or something crazy? It was. Or was it seven one seven? Anyway, um, I think uh, AJ Dillon still rising up my board, Ryan. I'm starting to, to still yeah. love. Him. You know, it's not like running backs have to be like across the board. You know, run a you know, four, three and have like an amazing, like 6.63 cone. I, I mean, if, if they have that, like certain um, traits that, that work, you know, so if someone's fast, even if they don't have the, you know, agility scores, they can be impressive. You know, someone runs a four, six, but their three cone is, uh, you know, six, seven, I, I'm intrigued. So I, I don't think it matters that, that his, you know, a, a man that size doesn't have an amazing three cone. So I wouldn't stress about it too much. Yeah. And I, I think this, with this combine, uh, potentially, and again, without draft capital factor in, made Clyde o- Edwards Hilaire, my trap player, a little bit cheaper, so less of a trap. Because he ran a 4.6 in the 40, which people are going to dismiss right. as, as bad, and that's totally fine. I, I, mean, why, I would not be concerned about that at all. But I, I agree. I, I like when players that we like, you know, when they meet our thresholds, but they, they don't necessarily meet the thresholds of um of others it, it doesn't look like aj Dillon actually did the three count i think he sat it out i don't know what you're looking at but oh. uh, anyway so hold on hold on that's promising i have it as a 719 oh okay the 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 source i'm looking at reports he did not participate so i don't know what happened 
Um, my source. He actually ate three ice cream cones in 7.19 seconds. <laughs> That's impressive. I mean, <laughs> Henry Ruggs, he is a polarizing guy, but oh, he is so forward to talking to him, talking about him. <laughs> so I'm falling in love with Henry Ruggs big time. Yeah. Um, you don't feel that he is a bit of a, you know, I don't say one trick pony, but I, I mean, obviously in college he, he was impressive. Um, but maybe not the most refined route runner. I, I don't know. So wh- wh- where, where do you want to target rugs? Let, let's say he goes, uh, let's, what's the difference between the first round and second round draft capital for Henry Ruggs for you? So let's say he goes to the Eagles in the first round, the draft rugs. I also, I think I honestly believe Henry Ruggs would be a first round draft pick. And, I, and he's I'd in the conversation. Bet, for I'd, sure. I'd be willing to bet pretty heavily on that uh, in the NFL draft. As far as theoretical dollars, um, currently currently pretty poor, so not real money. But uh, the, no, not. Uh, but anyway, I think he's with his skill set, uh, his hand size, and putting up a what's a weird a weird statistical like uh, it, it. I don't know if like really how much you should value this, but it is odd. The the wide receivers that bench press well actually do better in the NFL. Like that's actually one of the more sticky stats from the combine. Uh, moving forward to the NFL, and he put up 17 at his weight, and he has 10-inch hands. He's crazy fast. He's coming from one of the most blue-blood programs uh, in, the, in the country, if not the most blue-blood program in the country. And I, I am actually I'm, – I'm rising. I think that if you want to look at some guy who could develop into being that, that smaller alpha, the, the T.Y. Hilton plus kind of player, uh, that's what I see in, in, in Henry Ruggs. And I'm actually he, – he is moving up for me. I will be – trying to trade up into spots where I don't have draft picks or taking him where I feel like there's like my, the first kind of like two or three, maybe wide receivers, maybe four. Uh, and then all basically after all the running backs that I want are gone. Uh, I assume also in that time, all the, the wide receivers that are at the top are going to be gone. That's where I'm, I'm going to reach for rugs because I think if a Will Fuller plus type of player with bigger hands, uh, less injury history and, you know, maybe not. It, well, actually, he was slightly faster. I believe. I think uh, Will Fuller ran a four three one. That's uh, like Will Fuller puts up fantasy points, man. Let's yeah, get uh, when he's healthy, anyway. Yeah. Well, I th- and I think we get too locked into he's going to be a benefit to an NFL team, but not your fantasy team. But I, I think you can you can dive too deep into that hole, and I think Rugs could be the uh, a great wide receiver too in an already stacked team. Okay, here's my question for you. I- I'm looking at Dame Brugler's mock draft that's on the athletic right now guy that that's plugged in knows this stuff so he has this is the bad news he has rugs taken as the third wide receiver off the board but the good news is he is taken at number 15 he goes to the denver broncos in this in his mock draft so um you've got cd lamb going number 12 to the raiders you've got jerry judy going number 13 to the colts and then you have rugs going 15 to the broncos if this is what happens, what order do you, t- do you take those guys? I don't know, because Drew Locke's only working on his running skills this offseason, so I'm worried about the passing game. <laughs> uh, I think That's... I just go to I, – I think I go the first two, and then I would love to see where Rager lands before – or like if T. Higgins has a, a good personal pro day and also moves into the first round. Well, I will. I will tell you. Well, let's once again. Let's pretend this is reality. So I'm just and going down the pipe on that. Uh, basically, you're just going based on draft capital there. 
Okay. So wait, wait, because it went. Did it go Lamb Judy rugs or Lamb Judy rugs? Yes. Yeah. Number twelve, Lamb went to the the Raiders. Number thirteen, Jerry Judy went to the Indianapolis Colts and maybe Philip Rivers, and at least for a year or two. And then the Broncos, the number fifteen, get Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I'll just I'll just go down the line there, and that's not necessarily draft capital based, but I guess that'll be the the tipping point on those guys. But but it gives you some some insight. I think I mean, I'm still taking. I still think I'm still taking. Like at this moment in time, I think Judy and Lamb uh, are. It's a it's a fool's bargain to not take those guys ahead of rugs and everybody else if you have a a rookie draft right now your best bet to accrue value in those players uh is easily in lamb and judy that's that's a slam dunk to me yeah and not that they're you know can't miss prospects but you know guys that go that high and they're they're both they're both real good i mean you don't have to be a, a tape grinder to to watch some some college football games this year and and be impressed with those guys. Um, okay. So, so I'm, I'm going to tell, so you know where those guys go. I'm going to tell you no running backs go until the second round, but, but you know, rugs rugs has 10 inch hands, right? Ryan, he has to be your wide receiver one. I, I like rugs a lot. It's like I, 10 and an eighth, but, but I'm with you. I, I CD lamb and Jerry Judy clearly go ahead of him. And honestly, there's another guy that I like that I might put, put at number three and that's Justin Jefferson. And, and in this mock, Justin Jefferson goes to the bills at the 22nd pick overall in the first round. Uh, he was impressive in the combine. I, I mean, uh, 4.43, 40-yard dash. If, if you, um, you know, when you did the gauntlet was where the, with the, I only, like I said, I didn't watch it live, but going back and watching some YouTube videos. I, I mean, Justin Jefferson, not only did he put together this amazing college football season, but his combine was was unbelievable. So um, if he, he gets, you know, he's taken the first round, you know, I, I think maybe I take Jefferson over Ruggs. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's the right move. If Ruggs doesn't go in the first round, he's moving behind the, the other first-round receivers. I have and a question. Also, Justin Jefferson's ranked very highly by a lot of people. Like, like J. Mike has him as his number two wide receiver, and I respect his opinions quite a bit. And that's, uh, you know, also it, it's what's, uh, oh, the Dynasty Dummies, it's Kyle, right? The, it's, it's not Kyle, it's the other host. Sorry, uh, forget your name at the moment, but shout out to the Dynasty Dummy. Yeah, Zach, I think, has him at uh, number two as well. Because if you take away uh, his Justin Jefferson's best game from last year, he still had 14 touchdowns. Because he had a game with four touchdowns. Like that's, it's, it, And I get that the LSU offense was running in all cylinders, but don't you want players that are used to playing well? That's, and that's the whole point, rather, we, not the whole point, but a point that we've, talked about with other like deeper wide receivers is that if you didn't play in a good offense in college, it is hard to translate in the NFL. Uh, you see players do it here and there, you know, like DJ Moore, he didn't play in a good offense in college and he's really moved up, but he's a different player uh, than, than these kind of guys. And uh, yeah, I, I, you want, I don't know. I want players that played on good offenses and produced very well. That's, that's a great thing. Like, why would you not want that? Like that's a good risk to take. What do you think of Brandon Ayuk? Because um, he's getting some buzz in this mock draft. He goes number twenty-one overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and, and I and I don't know. I, I mean, he's a pretty hot name, but but I I, I don't know what to think of him. I mean, obviously, if he's taken in the first round, I, I'm I'm interested. But probably for me, he's banned these other wide receivers. Yeah, I 
would be very surprised if I end up with any Brenda and Ayuk shares uh, coming out of rookie drafts. I just don't – like, how far is, would he have to fall around for you to take him? So the top, uh, let's say, five running backs are off the board. You know, Judy, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Like, are you taking Ayuk if he goes in the first round over T. Higgins if T. Higgins goes, like, 212? Um, oh man, it, 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 probably. Um, I like T Higgins a lot, but I, I think that I have to think that NFL teams know more than I do. <laughs> yeah, I see. I'm, I'm taking the alpha dog and T Higgins there. It's funny that you mentioned that because T Higgins goes. I think he does. I think it is the 12th pick overall. He goes number 42 to the Jags, at least in that vicinity. So, um, I don't love going to Jacksonville for T Higgins. But... Interesting mock draft. Like the Jags don't. The Jags don't need help at wide receiver. They actually have a pretty decent wide receiving core. Like if as a whole, they're, they're not like top end, but they have a lot of other needs that they're going to need to fulfill. I think, I also think that my draft season right now is, is almost like a joke to what we're going to hit on. Let's, let's, uh, let's get closer to the draft and, and you know, that, you know, what's the, the best you can do is getting, you know, like 12 out of 32 players right in the first round. And then after the first yeah. round, good luck. Oh, I know. This this is just fun. I mean, there there's no Ryan. You're wrong. <laughs> you're saying this. Uh, all right. Well, well. What about um? Can, can we talk about QBs? Can we can we move on to QBs? And, wait, and you wait, and I were... Can we talk about? I, I I like running backs are like all I want to talk about in this rookie class. <laughs> running backs are boring. Come on. no, I'm just kidding. We we love running backs and and they're so important. And like, who's going to be moving moving up? And I get that. Like, draft capital is one of the biggest biggest factors for these guys but one my boy almost almost my boy uh cam Akers has jumped up on the clock brian you taking cam Akers or jk dobbins um oh, i mean based on what i know right now i lean Akers, but i, I think jk dobbins after his pro day i'm probably gonna go dobbins so i'll look into my crystal ball and go dobbins still okay okay but that's you? way closer than before oh for sure yeah uh i, I think I don't know. I, this is going to be almost like take lock, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cam Akers. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And it's only because Ryan, I'm dropping a name right now. Thor Nystrom, the collegiate writer for Roto World, award-winning writer. You never dropped his and, name before on the show. First time. Yeah, sitting next to him. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever know that I was in the industry draft. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, <laughs> but uh, he was not a big fan of that. So. Uh, it's he's just uh, a little bit too uh, like maybe yeah I, I think that Dobbins' production does matter and it should matter going to the NFL and he I think he did get better from last year to this year but I think Cam Akers still has a higher potential to be special like very special compared to Dobbins. It's possible. It's interesting, and once again, this is not the end all be all. This is a mock draft. We're we're way, we're we're months away, but. Uh, Dane Brugler does not have him going in the first or second round. He does have J.K. Dobbins, though, going as the second wide, or excuse me, second running back off the board to the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, whoever lands at the Chargers is going to be a hot commodity too. Right. What do you think uh, of this though? The, I'm so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought. I mean, no, just saying. Like, yeah, I can see them drafting somebody relatively early because they can't. I mean, I know Melvin Gordon said he'd go back there now, but that bridge has to be burned, right? Like he held out for a few games this year. What, what, why, I'm so confused. Like, unless he signs some uh, 
massively team favorable contract, which right. he clearly is hasn't indicated that he wants to do. Uh, so, so can our outro be Phantom at the end of the show, Phantom of the Opera? Because I'm thinking of that past the point of no return, the final threshold, and then the bridges cross. So stand and watch it burn. And that's what I think of when you say that. Phantom of the Opera. I don't know the rest of the Phantom song. is there. Yeah. No, so, but I agree. The bri- He's standing there and watching the bridge burn. It, it's, it's done. I, I don't know what's going to happen to Melvin Gordon. And he's one of those guys in terms of value and dynasty. I don't know what to think because you, you can't really sell him. And he, I think he's a very talented running back, but I don't think he's an elite running back. It, it's it's going to be real interesting to see what happens to Melvin Gordon, what, what he gets himself into. I, I just don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. But what I am sure of is is this landing spot would would – make a lot of people cry and i've heard this a couple of different places now and this is in brigler's mock draft on the athletic jonathan taylor first running back off the board number 35 to the detroit lions oh boo Aaron's. yeah you know say goodbye to my my carry on johnson shares right i just don't see uh, that so, very little of obviously the lions were bad last year when stafford was out but you saw uh west hills put up like a running back one week uh you saw bo scarborough being scrambled for on waiver wires, I don't actually think that they value the running that back position that that highly. Over overall, I I think that people are projecting that the like it's a sneaky landing spot. Uh, one because another super intelligent guy, JJ Zacharyson, has them as like a sleeper to take a running back early, but uh, like somebody in that organization needs to put their foot down and be like, we we cannot. We have so many other holes that we have to fill. Like let's. Let's make sure Stafford doesn't like get injured again, and even take like a second round offensive line. Like, I'd take a risk there. I honestly yeah. don't believe that they're going to take they're going to take a running back. Why, I just don't understand why would they? They've they've shown that their off the street running backs and quarterbacks uh, can produce fantasy points, which I assume is all they're looking at. So, quote: The Lions would love to replicate the success of the 2019 Tennessee Titans, drafting Taylor to fill the Derrick Henry role. Unquote. Wait, why would the why? How would the Lions fill it with the? Are you talking about the Titans? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Lions. the The idea is that they would ta- Jonathan Taylor. I know he's not the same size as, as Derrick Henry. Yeah, they need but... to take A. J. Dillon. <laughs> That'll fill that role. Maybe that's what they do in the third round. I I, I don't know. I, it, it's interesting though because, but these things kind of scare me because I I, I do feel. Um, there's a little buzz that the Lions might take a running back um, and, and spend decent capital on a running back. And then carry on Johnson. Um, we had a oh. lot of hopes for carry on Johnson. Some Joes more than others. Okay. The, you, you and Trey were like, carry on Johnson was going to be a, a, you know, first round startup draft running back. He's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, he's, just, he's just on the Dalvin cook path, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, it's here's possible. Your, here's your breakout. Here we go. I mean, I want I want Carrion Johnson to break out. I like Carrion Johnson, but it, it just it's interesting when you see these mocks and they, you see like a guy like Jonathan Taylor going to Detroit. It's it's just it's fascinating. Yeah. You, I, I, oh, here's here's a question for you though. Do you think there's any hope that you can get Jonathan Taylor later in your rookie drafts if he goes there? Do people think well, Carrion Johnson's there? He's blocking Taylor from the starting role, so I'm gonna draft these other running backs ahead of Jonathan Taylor. You think that happens? Or you think if Jonathan Taylor goes there, people are like, oh, this is great. I'm only going to worry about that, Ryan, when, when Jonathan Taylor goes to the Detroit Lions and I have like a quick <laughs> shower cry. Like when your favorite running back in the NFL draft goes to the Lions, you should have a good shower cry. Like, like get it out. 
like have it be done with and still take him where you think he was valued before and risk it. I, I think that, I don't, yeah. I, I honestly, I think that's, and, and I get, you know, my, the mock drafts are fun. And I know you're just reading this off, but like this, that's so ridiculous. Like, it's just like the rumors about them trading Stafford. Like none of this stuff is happening. This is just conjecture. This is conjecture season. And it's fun. It's fun to think about the Ryans or the, sorry, not the, not the Ryans, the Lions uh, goofing things up and taking a running back again in the second round when Darius Slay might be leaving potentially uh, unless they sign a new contract. They're going to have a lot of other holes they need to fill. And they might just sign all the Patriots players, uh, and then they can't afford a second-round running back. Yeah, exactly. And, and these mocks, like I look at this mock, and some of these things I just – I have trouble believing. Um, like, for example, they have the Colts taking it at, in the second round at number 44 overall, Jake Fromm from Georgia. And, and I, I just don't see why a team would take from – that early because I mean, I think he's going to be a really good backup quarterback in the NFL. I think he's going to be around for like 10 years, you know, go team to team. And he's going to be like the, like a chase Daniels type. Um, but, but he just doesn't, he's just not that like, he's, I don't think he's good enough to be other than a, a guy that fills in for you. I think, I think he's a guy you might want as your backup QB, but I don't know why, why a team like the Colts would do that. I, I, do, I just don't know why a team would take prom second round. I mean, I mean he'd fit in very well as like a Titans backup where, yeah, the running game right. is powering the offense, and then you make a good throw occasionally. Yeah, so I, I don't know that you know that that I, I like that mock, but yeah. So so uh, when it, when it comes to that though, again, if you're doing your one, I, I I do want to do one league at some point, Ryan, where we do a rookie draft post combine pre NFL draft because uh, I think that one changes the values of rookie picks. Uh, immensely it makes it uh, it just adds an element of uh, upside with all those rookie picks and what and what you're going to do and it would be fun in my opinion uh, and then you can you can either uh, you can you, you know we can talk about the mock drafts and where these players are going to go uh, I what do you think Ryan more over under one and a half running backs in the first round this year oh under for sure I don't think any running backs go in the first round I think there are some that could maybe go in the back, but I, I do think most teams are savvy enough to realize that you don't need to do that. As you, you just pointed out with the Detroit lions, you know um, um, you know, you could plug in a Bo Scarborough and, and get a little bit of production. If, if you have a, you know, a starting quarterback, which they but, think, but think about the, the good teams are drafting at the end of the draft and they want the, it's not cheap, but it's not overly expensive running back contracts. So the, the when you can potentially have that fifth year option too, and maybe that running back holds out. But let's say that's the, you know, like you know, like the Chiefs are drafting later. I don't actually remember if they have the first round pick now after the trip. Yeah, they're they're, they they're they're the last. They're the they do have their first round. Yeah. Pick. So like the Chiefs, yeah, they have other holes, but they also don't want to, uh, if they could get a much like a significantly better talent at running back, and lock that contract up for, uh, it's going to end up being a higher value but have that be a high-end asset for Patrick Mahomes in the backfield? I don't know. I, don't, I, I could see them potentially doing it. I doubt it, but I could see it if they feel like it's it, a really great fit. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I mean, that would be great for fantasy, for dynasty. We would love that. But honestly, um, the Chiefs probably, you know, they, they don't still don't have the best defense in the world. And with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you don't need to add someone else in the backfield. That's not the missing piece. They've got Damian Williams. They, they take a third or fourth round running back and, 
they'll be fine. Yeah, they're, their running back is their run. Their running game is what hurt them this year and made Patrick Mahomes do that quarterback sneak and have his kneecap almost ripped off. So why not protect him with one of the most durable guys in college football? Man, I, I would that's love just a, it. That, that's a terrible counter argument as far as like value <laughs> overall. But uh, I would love the, it if it happened. Man, that'd back, be awesome. I'm just fantasy wanting the, the Chiefs to take uh, a running back. But I think that uh, what's what's going to kind of stink this year in this, this this year's NFL draft is you're going to see a lot of these elite running backs go in the like earlier second round picks that potentially aren't traded from teams, or if a team trades up to get them, uh, we're all going to like take off our pants anyway because <laughs> as soon as they trade up, it's going to be good to go. But uh, like yeah. what you want is you want your running back to be in the the late like second round from a team that didn't trade their pick. That that would be just just fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, okay. So this mock draft has the Arizona Cardinals taking. Um, tell me how the, you say his last name. He's from Iowa. Tristan is it? Worse. Worse. He okay. no. Ryan, you see his combine? He's going like top. Oh, he's, all, he's awesome. No, he's number eight overall. That's what I'm saying. First rounder. He's the eighth eighth pick. And I think Arizona. And they should. Don't, if they that guy is a Lamb stud. is their first pick. Oh my god, vomit everywhere. Right, that guy is a stud. I mean, um, he's got no, work I, to do. No, worse. Worse isn't perfect by any means, but he tested really well. And analytically speaking, that matters a lot for us offensive linemen. Dude, he's he he he's three hundred twenty pounds. He ran a four point eight five. 40 that's that's crazy <laughs> i mean the guys have be, yeah uh, a 36.5 inch vertical leap highest ever by an offensive lineman 6'5, 320 man i mean he's whew, what a beast i mean that's 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 awesome so anyway he so, made himself millions of dollars in the combine that, i'm very happy for some wealth and uh o-line u which is the university of iowa yeah so they lo- arizona locks him in with their first round pick then the second round they turn around and in this mock Guess who goes to Arizona? DeAndre Swift. So there's an example of a guy going early second. Oh, you got to be excited about that. They're, they're still finding the offensive line. You got Kyler Murray there, DeAndre Swift. Oh, baby. 101 right there. Uh, <laughs> well, well, it's just like. Uh, I, no, I mean, well, and uh, worse, the like, best quality is run blocking. So, that, so that's good. I mean. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Well, he didn't allow a lot of QB <laughs> pressures, but also. <laughs> Any QB pressures that were worse allowed is uh, we had Nate Stanley at Iowa and he he was just 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 terrible. Like he's he's done some good things. He's measurably a great quarterback, but uh, I don't know, man. Do you trust the the Cardinals' future? Yeah, they had a decent season and they had like some things come together at the at the end of the season this year that won some people some fantasy championships, a la Kenyon Drake. But yep. oof, one player doesn't make the offensive line. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. I think if that happens, if they take him, let's say this plays out, and then they take Swift. I mean, I think Swift is everyone's like salivating. It's like, oh, going to the Arizona offense, they're gonna, you know, become a lead, and he's gonna score so many points. And I, so what? So what if uh, Swift goes there, but then Jonathan Taylor goes to the Chargers? I, I still think people probably get excited over Swift because here's what's here's what's happening with the Chargers. Who's gonna, gonna be their QB? I mean, maybe if like Brady goes to the Chargers, I, I think yeah, maybe people get excited. But if it's um, um, I you know somebody else, if it's Tyrod Taylor, I don't think people are so excited. No, to be honest, um, I would be very excited. Uh, also, Ryan, yeah. your yes. old uh, classmate Keyshawn Vaughn 
at Illinois. That's I right. I took some classes together. Yeah. He took uh, some, he took some class, you know, when, when I was in library school, which was many moons ago, I, I, w- I went back for some classes this year and he took some grad classes. He took, well, like, he was um, just in school so long. I assume you guys had some classes together. Intro to library administration. He, we were in that class. Together. I think he's going to be a sneaky, good running back pickup that could get some, uh, like he's, he's kind of built like his BMI and the way he tested was, was fine. Right. He didn't have the best burst in the world, but I think that he, he's going to be a good, you know, like late second, early third round rookie draft pick. Uh, what are your, what's your opinion about Zach Moss right now? Like he is ranked very highly in some models and even like, like PFS still has him, I think is the running back too, uh, at this moment before draft capitals factor in. And the, I think the dynasty fantasy community though, overall is pretty down on Moss. Yeah, they are. I, I want to see what happens with this pro day because as has been well reported, he, he got injured at the combine. Um, so let's see what happens with, with his pro day. That, that's what I think. I, I, I think he's, he's intriguing, and I think draft capital will tell us a lot. I, I don't think he's like this amazing player, but I think he's, he's good enough where if he ends up in the right spot, I, I'm, I'm paying attention to him for sure. Did he get injured before the 40-yard dash or after it? I, I, I think it was rep- – I, I, I don't know if it's clear. Was but, it during it? I thought it was before. I thought it was before, and he decided to run and – yeah, that that was that was. I, I think Jordan McNamara was talking about his that. agent needed to like parachute from the the rafters and tackle him before that forty yard <laughs> dash. <laughs> Just for like, you're you're costing me so much money right now. Please stop. And right. that's not actually a joke because his, his 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 testing is like for that sense is that's actually probably going to cost him money, and in, in the unless he really blows up at his pro day, like if he runs like a four six five at his pro day, nobody's going to care about the difference between those two. Right. Versus uh, my boy, AJ Dillon. Um, I'm trying to think. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of other – like Anthony McFarland tested well out of Maryland. He was a guy that seemed kind of fun, but his, his, like his vertical and stuff like That's, that wasn't very yeah, great. He's fast. He's yeah. got pretty small hands. Uh, so, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not that excited about Anthony McFarland anymore. He's not going to be my player that I'm obsessed with that's going to do poorly in the NFL. That's going to be somebody else this year. What, um, what about Chase Claypool, uh, Notre Dame wide receiver? I know you hate Notre Dame guys, but yeah, I hate him. You saw the graphic, right? Um, only two wideouts to measure six four, two hundred thirty five pounds or bigger have run a sub four four five in the forty yard dash. So you well, know, Clay- he- didn't Claypool move to the tight end position? Technically, no, they thought he was going to, but then after he ran that, they're like, no, he's he's a wide receiver. Big, big slot, maybe. <laughs> That's yeah, what uh, saying, really right? fast-running, tall wide receivers from Notre Dame. Great, great rookie picks. Okay, but you know, you know who the comparison is. Only two. Listen, only two wideouts to measure six four and two thirty-five pounds or bigger have run a sub four point four five on the forty-yard dash at the combine since two thousand three. Okay, you will. You are team big wide receiver. You love these big fast guys. He's yeah, six four. He's six four and a quarter. He's two thirty eight. He ran at four point four two. Very similar to a guy we like to call Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Six five, two thirty nine. He ran at four point four zero. So yeah. I, I, I present to you Chase Claypool next. Calvin Johnson? Question mark. No, as the Australians would say. I, I don't think so either. But let's say he's there. Um, you know, he gets drafted in late second so if, round. So if Chase Claypool goes number two overall in the NFL draft, 
I'll, I'll move him up pretty highly. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Um, but also because like 40, 40 yard dash is like, again, not a great indicator of NFL yeah, success. Speed doesn't matter so much for wide receivers. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but or, or running backs, for the most part, unless you're super elite talent. No, nah, but the running backs have to set a certain threshold most of the time. I mean, if, if uh, you know me, I'm like Mr. If, if it's all about the speed score with the, with the weight size um, speed combination for me. So, um, okay. So I, I have to admit, I, I'm starting to fade a little bit. Um, so we, this is the, officially the two-minute warning, Well, Two-minute warning. You said we, we've kind of hit the highlights on the interesting guys. Any, any other combine thoughts you, you want to um, point out on this very much uncut, unedited, uncensored show? Turned out to be a lot of combine talk, a lot of mock draft talk, a lot of fantasizing about players going to the Detroit Lions and ruining Grant <laughs> Johnson's stock talk. What, 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 is your, what are your final thoughts? Well, I mean, if somebody goes to the Lions and, and ruins Kerryon Johnson's stock, I mean, that's, that's fine. It's just the NFL. Like, running backs, short lifespan, we missed. We tried. That's okay. It's okay to miss. That's the, the number one thing I think about rookie drafts is it's okay to take shots, and it's okay to miss. Uh, find a few guys that you think can do very well. Uh, don't reach too far, but don't, don't be afraid to reach just a little bit. And also... Don't be afraid to to push down QBs in your super flex uh, rookie drafts based on landing spot and what they do. Uh, the the team matters. Uh, the this quarterback class is is interesting, um, especially with with you know like like Tua being the most like statistic or like analytically successful quarterback. And then a lot of things have changed since then. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm rambling here at the moment, but. Don't be afraid to take just a slight risk in your rookie draft to, to take the guy you want over uh, the guy that maybe projects better. Like, don't be afraid to take Cam Akers over J.K. Dobbins if you like uh, Cam Akers better. Or don't be afraid to take J.K. Dobbins over Cam Akers if you like J.K. Dobbins better. Those kind of things. Again, I, th- I feel like it's the top two and then the next two uh, with Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift and then J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers. Like, don't be afraid to mix and match those two tiers but don't move maybe away from those two tiers based on draft capital. Uh, another part of it is Ryan. I'm sad about LaVisca Chenault testing at the combine. He shouldn't have. Yeah. I'll just give a couple of things. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Albert. O. Albert Oak. Benham. If I said it correctly, which I'm sure I did in the tight end of Missouri. It was impressive, man. That, that dude is huge. The guy, the guy is six, five, two fifty eight ran a 4.49 40-yard dash. I've heard the tape guys say that he's not super impressive on tape, but the guy is an athletic beast. So I'm interested in seeing what Alberto does, where he goes. Um, and, and the other thing I want to say is that just remember, I, I think in the first round of, of rookie drafts, super flex rookie drafts, I, I think there are only so many running backs that are impressive in, in this class. I mean, we've got some really impressive ones, um, but I think you, you may, maybe have – you know, five guys at the end of the day that are really interesting, but we have a lot of wide receivers that are interesting in, the, in this class. So I think if you got draft picks early, uh, consider focusing on the running back position. And when you get into the second round, I think there's going to be a lot of intriguing wide receivers. I mean, we, we talked about a lot of them tonight. I mean, some of them we didn't even mention, like we didn't even mention um, the wide receiver from Baylor Denzel Mims, who had a great combine. I mean, there are just so many wide receivers. Will that were impressive, that are impressive, and they're, they're going to be values later in your draft. So early on, focus on running back. 
if you really, really have a need for quarterback, you, you can take a quarterback, but, but choose wisely as, as you point out, because there are no um, for sure, you know, slam dunk prospects. You could argue Burrow is maybe, um, but yeah, wide receivers, we're okay. We're going to have a lot of wide receivers. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be hard not to take Burrow 101 when he goes 101 oh, yeah. in the draft. It's going to be really hard. And, and if you take Burrow at 101, I think that's fine. But for me, it's hard to take Burrow when you've got DeAndre Swift going to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, at, with, at that, with that note, I think we're going to close the show. Um, we are the Fancy Joes. We're at FF Joes on Twitter. We do a Patreon show a couple times a month. That is um, found at patreon.com slash fantasy Joes. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes.